Hello and welcome back to the Inner Renaissance. My name is Ren. I am your host. On this podcast, we talk about all things personal growth, self-development, spiritual growth, productivity, and anything that can help people of the world uh, do better. And I think one of the main things that holds people back is stress and feelings of overwhelm and so that's what we're tackling today so i've been overwhelmed lately fully i'll admit that that's a main reason why i wanted to do this podcast so if you don't know i'm currently student teaching which means i'm basically working a full-time job and taking classes and not getting paid (laughs) so it's a lot it's a lot and i'm also trying to do a lot of things outside of school and student teaching as well. So it's been a stressful year. Luckily, it is only going to be a year. That's how long it lasts. But I still have a few more months to go. And it's really the major stuff is happening now. So it's the most stressful time. And I kind of wanted to talk about my experience, my history with stress, the nation's issue with stress and some ideas of how to handle stress and overwhelm as well. So I've been a worrier since I was really young. Like I was always worried when I was young. It was one of the least favorite things, one of my least favorite things about myself as a child was just how much I worried. And I thought it was genetic because my mom worries so much and my grandma and my brother. And so I thought it was genetic and I think maybe a little bit it can be. But I worried a lot. Um, I wouldn't say I had anxiety or I was anxious because I guess I could handle my worries very well. So it didn't really hold me back in any way. I didn't have panic attacks or anything like that. Um, But I was just constantly worried about things in the future and my family and everything like that. And maybe it's totally natural, too. I'm sure to an extent it is. But I think to the amount that I was worrying was excessive. And I don't do that anymore. And I credit that to my sort of spiritual growth and spiritual practice. And that's not what this podcast is about, even though many other podcasts in this uh, show, I guess you would call it, will be about that and have been about that. But I do credit a lot of my personal mental growth to spiritual practices. So now I don't really get truly anxious or stressed out often. The most I feel in that realm is overwhelmed. I think that's the biggest sort of beast in my life mentally, emotionally, and it can be due to many things. Too many goals, too many expectations, too short of a timeline too much future, too much past. But, you know, being overwhelmed essentially means too much of something. You know, something is too much. And so that can be anything, really. And right now, I feel very overwhelmed because I, like I said, am working 40 hours a week and not getting paid for it. And also taking classes that I have to do homework, of course, and, you know, projects for. And I'm trying to continue creating. I'm, I 
am making music every single month. I'm doing this podcast. I'm trying to start like a business or a brand of sorts. And that takes a lot of time, a lot of time. I mean, I know people say content creation isn't very difficult. And, you know, I don't really find most of it difficult, but it is time consuming. It does take a lot of time. And I really only have my weekends and a few hours on Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday after I'm teaching. So it's really been uh, a lot because I'm trying to do too much and I have a very small amount of time. And due to that, I'm behind on quite a few things. And uh, that doesn't feel good. Let me tell you, that does not feel good. And this is partly due to me having too many goals and it could also be if you're feeling this way that you have too many goals and expectations and like I said too short of a timeline you want to reach a certain place you're sort of um, overestimating what you can do in a short amount of time but I think that's a big reason for it. Something personal that I've I guess not really struggled with for a while, but I'm just now realizing could be problematic is I have some workaholic tendencies. I do like to have things to do, things that I have to do, Um, even though I am very capable of sitting with myself, just doing nothing. I love just sitting outside, listening to the birds, watching nature. I like to meditate. I like to just go on walks. I do like activities like that and I make time for them. But if I do it for too long, um, I'm kind, I kind of like miss <laughs> having things to do and having to work. And I think part of that is I think so many people, myself included, are kind of addicted to cortisol, the stress hormone. The state of our country and the people in it right now is one that I think is very high cortisol. I think too many people are in fight or flight too much of the time. And I don't think this should be a shocking statement. I think many people have already stated that concern and I'm just one of the many. But I do think it's really true that our, our country has a problem with work by our country, my country. I don't know where you're from. <laughs> you might be from here, but um, America, United States, we have a problem with, and I'm sure we're not the only country as well, but we have a problem with our ideas about work and what makes a human valuable and worth something. And it's all centered around work. I think a lot of us are not only sort of addicted to cortisol, like literally when we aren't stressed, we feel the withdrawals of that. We feel uncomfortable. We feel like we need to be doing something. What what can we do? You know, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's felt that. But as a country, we prioritize and sort of value work so much, too much. I'm telling you, if you go to most of the countries in Europe, you're not going to find the same thing. Like when you meet someone, the first thing they ask isn't going to be what what do you do for a living, right? Because that's always one of the first things you get asked in America because that's how people 
judge other people. They, they judge you based on what your job is, what you do to make a living. They include that as a major part of your identity, which creates a lot of unnecessary stress because now everyone thinks what they do to make money has to be their, you know, what they identify with and something that isn't going to be judged in a poor light. And now, maybe that can be slightly beneficial if it's motivating people to do stuff that they really align with and are passionate about. But I think the idea of what you do to make a living needing to be your biggest passion in life is unrealistic and also unhealthy. The ways that you can express yourself and your passions are so infinite and I do think it's important that you do do that and I talked about it in more detail in another episode where um, I talked about if talent is important when it comes to success but I do think you do need to do things that you enjoy, things that you're passionate about but the fact of the matter is it doesn't have to be your job and if it's not your job you don't need to feel like any less of a person you know and a lot of another thing that a lot of people are valued based on is how much they make or how sort of prestigious their job is how much schooling they had to go through how much they spent to get the degree to get the job um and that leads a lot of people into doing jobs that they don't really enjoy, but that are highly esteemed. And America has an issue with rest, I feel. We don't rest enough. We don't encourage rest enough. We don't prioritize or value it or show people that rest is something that you need to prioritize in your own life. Because as a society, we're not. We're expected to work constantly and I think that's really damaging for our minds you know I think that right if we're talking about what leads to overwhelm what leads to burnout it's it's really that it's not taking the time to rest and do the things that re-energize you because we as a society don't see them as productive but in reality, doing those things is far more productive than doing work that you're not focused on or energized to do. And to get that focus and energy, you need to take rest. You need to be with yourself, be with things you enjoy, be creative, all of these things. So, of course, that's seeped into my life a little bit, and I'm sure it's seeped into many, many people's lives. I think part of my tendency to do things and want to be doing things and, you know, this idea of being busy is partially genetic, but also majorly influenced by the society that I grew up in. I would be so interested to hear from people around the world about how their society uh, looks at work and jobs and how valuable it is in their country um, and how much time people are expected to spend on it. That'd be really interesting. So if you would like to share, you can definitely share on my Instagram. But I think America could really <laughs> benefit from showing a little more respect to rest and 
encouraging people to rest and valuing rest and realizing that if they want a productive society, their citizens need to rest as well as to work. You know, I think any good leader, any good boss, CEO, will know that it's important for their employees to not overwork themselves, right? And come in with a clear mind, a clear spirit, and with energy and focus and all these things that are going to help work be smoother, help decisions be better, help more get done. And it's so easy to forget that that's what happens when you take rest. Because while you're taking rest, it can feel very unproductive, right? You know things you have to do, right? But I'm going to describe a scenario. You may have had a similar one, but, you know, you may know you have a paper to get done. And so you go start working on your paper and you are working very slowly. (laughs) Let's say it takes you like 10 hours to write this two-page paper, That's a little extreme, maybe a three-page paper, but it's taking you way longer than it should have, right? Because you're constantly getting distracted, you're constantly sort of zoning out, you're constantly not focused, all these things that are slowing down your progress, right? We do that all the time, but we still feel like this is better, this is a better use of my time these 10 hours spent on this paper because I'm doing something, because I'm being productive. But are you really being productive? You know, you could write a three-page paper in an hour or two, three max, you know, depending on the subject, but you're spending extra hours on this paper that are not needed to be spent there. So yes, you're working. Yes, you're doing things, but you're not working productively. Those are two separate things. Being productive and working are not the same. So what you could have done is taken those seven extra hours to exercise, to meditate, go on a walk, sleep, give yourself the nutrition you require, spend time with friends, then go back to your paper and write it in the three hours that it could be written in, you know? But those seven hours that we spent socializing and resting and taking care of ourselves is somehow considered not productive. So there's, there's some dissonance here. There's a gap in what is true and known to be true. Like it is not... Like, it is known that doing these things can help you focus more and be more productive. That's not debated, really. Like, we know that. But we're not reflecting that in our society. We're still expecting so much work, so much dedication to our jobs. And especially if we're doing a job that isn't really our passion, like I was saying... To be expected to dedicate that much of your life to it is really frustrating as well and also overwhelming. So it's just stacks on stacks on stacks of frustrations and 
burnout and overwhelm and stress. And because we're kind of addicted to our cortisol hormone, when we don't have that, it can feel uncomfortable. But you need to work through the uncomfort, right? You need to work through that to get to a better end because on the other side of that, you will be able to be the most focused, productive, energized version of yourself possible. And I'm not saying that'll be that way forever, right? Like overwhelming feelings, stressful feelings are going to come up every now and then, right? But you need to have a toolkit in your back pocket that you can use to deal with those feelings, And to remind yourself that you're okay, you're going to be okay, you can get it all done, be patient, right? Now, I think the first thing that you need to look at and to do when you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed is sort of look at the triggers, Right? Like I said, when you're overwhelmed, it's because there's too much of something, too much stimulus, too many expectations, too many goals, so many different ways that overwhelming feelings can be caused. But looking at those causes of the overwhelm is really important because you need to, first of all, decide if any of them are not that big of a deal right? Like if there's any of them that you can just eliminate or do super quickly, like it's going to take you a minute to do that. Just do it now. Or see if they're all really important to you, if they're all super necessary, and also if they're all very either urgent or important, right? So either they need to be done really soon or they're really important because they're going to offer long-term benefits to you and it's going to be beneficial to you in the long term to have done this thing. So looking at the causes is the first thing you have to do and evaluating how you're prioritizing your tasks and seeing if you can switch it up a little bit, change it a little bit, right? And try out different priorities and see how they make you feel as well. And I think If you don't even know where to start with that, I think journaling is a great way to sort of just brain dump all of your ideas onto paper. And I usually find after I just like stream of conscious journal about all the things that are making me stressed, I usually come out with a little more clarity and a little more of a like plan, (laughs) even though it's not clearly set. I have like more clarity about what I want, what is really causing the stress because most of the time it's not the tasks, it's usually our mindset. (laughs) I think it's always our mindset. And I'll talk a little bit more about that at the end. But really just taking the time to reflect and get all your ideas out and all your frustrations out is going to feel a little good and sort of relieve you of some of the stress already so that you can more clearly attack all the tasks that are attacking you. (laughs) So that's the first thing you got to do. Some other things that I think really, really help. The first one is exercise, man. I cannot stress enough how important moving your body is. If you're sitting in a chair or on a bed or like if you're just sitting all day long, 
that's not doing anything positive for your mind or your body. And even though teaching is not a sedentary activity and I am moving a lot during my weekdays, I still see I go through phases where I exercise a lot and then I don't exercise for a while, exercise a lot, don't exercise for a while, but I'm always kind of exercising. Like I'm always trying to exercise, but I hadn't exercised like for most of the last school year. Like I've done a couple classes here and there and done a few workouts here and there, but like overall I have not been moving my body. I really haven't. And I just sort of use the excuse of I was too busy, like I had too many other things to do. And like totally not following the advice that I'm giving you here. But today, literally the day that I'm recording this, I started to, or I exercised today and it is the beginning of exercising again more regularly. But I cannot tell you how much better I already feel. I already feel so much better. My body feels stronger, more energized, more able to sit, right? Weirdly enough, moving your body makes it more uh, comfortable to sit. Like when you are trying to meditate, yoga is actually a system or a practice that you do before meditation or many people do before meditation so that they can sit in meditation easier. So if you do work a job where you sit a lot, not only will exercise help your mind, but it will help your sit. Um, And I cannot tell you how much better I feel already. Already. And I know that exercise will change your mindset completely those endorphins first of all they're kind of like cortisol's like opponent like cortisol's the devil and endorphins are your angel and they just go after that and knock it down and that's what I found and I think that is a big part of it but I also feel like having your muscles stimulated in that way I think affects your whole body, not just the muscles that you worked out, but also your mental muscle, your mind. Not only that, but working out can a lot of the times be a form of kind of meditation or mindfulness or very intense present focus. And speaking of that, I think next to exercise, having mindful and present uh, mindsets is crucial. So, Most of the time, our stress, our anxiety, our overwhelm comes from our mind, comes from our thoughts, how we're thinking about things. And so either taking time out of your day to meditate or go on a walk or do something where you are very mindful and focused, um, such as exercise, is really good for getting you into a better mindset and into a more present mindset because those thoughts that are causing our anxiety and our fear and our stress are usually thoughts of either the future or the past. Either we're worried or 
regretting the past, we're upset about it, angry at it, or we're worried about, stressed out about, anticipating the future before it's here. And all that's ever here is the present, right? The past no longer exists. The last word you just listened to me say, that moment is no longer here. This moment is here. The future is never coming because it's right now. And when the future gets here, I'm doing air quotes, (laughs) when the future gets here, it'll be now. You know what I mean? So it's never the past. It's never the future. It's always right now. And the thoughts that are keeping us in the past and keeping us in the future are creating dissonance. They're creating a gap between reality and ourselves. And that causes stress and overwhelm and fear and anxiety, right? Because right now you are always all right. That's something I say to myself all the time. Right now you are always all right. And maybe, you know, there are some nows that could be very not all right. (laughs) But really, right now you are always all right. Even in the worst situation, if you are here, If you are now and you're able to be that, you're able to access that, you're all right, you know? And so that's something I tell to myself all the time. It's very uh, helpful for me and soothing for those feelings. So I think the present, a present mindset, mindful moments where we just take time to breathe and notice to observe are very important and they can be you know long meditations or yoga practices and they can also be short deep breaths in quest love's book i think it's called creative quest amazing book if you're into creative endeavors especially music but he talks about how he has these like micro meditations and those are things I also have an experience and you know it's not an exclusive experience anybody can have them but it's basically you know just little moments where you're just you like flip a switch and you're here and you're mindful and you're present and time slows down and you can notice all these things And it's a really soothing thing to be able to do because even in the most chaotic situation, you can have those moments of complete clarity. And so that's really been useful to me is just working on your mindset. That's the number one thing you can really work on to attack these feelings and sort of change how you think about your situation. Another more practical suggestion is good scheduling and habits and routines. A major reason why I've sort of been building up assignments and things I have to get done is because I haven't been keeping track of my schedule. Now, this is like the first time in my life that I've ever sort of fallen off on this. I always keep a planner. I always have all my things scheduled and written down and I've just kind of like fallen off of that. I don't know what is happening. I think it's because I am no longer like in 
school environment. I'm living at home. I'm not living at my apartment in college. I'm going to high school, but I'm taking college courses and I just feel like my environments are mixed up and so I haven't really found a system of planning that works for me with this but I'm working on it and I really do think having routines in the morning in the night scheduling your activities in the day seeing your times you can do block scheduling you can do bullet journaling I'm not telling you what kind of method to use I don't really think it's it matters I think what matters is it works for you but having some sort of scheduling and routine method is very important and some sort of a listing situation I I use that I usually I use a lot of lists um and just cross things off on that. But also having routines specifically can be a good way to fit in those like mindfulness or gratitude practices or exercise and all of those things or journaling to deal with your emotions much better. And then finally, when your mind and your job or whatever it is is stressing you out causing you to be overwhelmed the last thing you need is an overwhelming environment so in your environment the environment you can control whatever that is may it be a whole house one room half of a room whatever make that as simple and clean as possible and maintain that if your environment is chaotic and messy and stressful and overwhelming to look at, it's just going to build what you're already feeling and make it a lot worse and drag it out a lot longer than it has to be. Not only that, but having a clean environment, a simple, minimal environment, is also going to make it easier to do the tasks that are probably stressing you out. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I think that's very, very important as well. So those are kind of my main ways to tackle stress, feelings of overwhelm. It's something we all deal with. It's always going to be there in some moments, I'm sure. Personally, I am on this journey to completely minimize any feelings of overwhelm and stress or anxiety and become like super, super present. And have mental clarity. Those are really, really important things to me. And so I try and get closer and closer to that every day. And I still get overwhelmed and stressed, of course. And, you know, it's so easy to also pass the blame and say, I'm stressed because of my teacher. I'm stressed because of school. I'm stressed because of my friends. And while they may have triggered something in you, you're the one that is in control, you know? And that's really important to remember is that you can control how stressed you are and how much you let that affect you. And, you know, if you're not doing these practices that I mentioned and you're complaining about being stressed, I mean, really you have no one to blame but yourself. 
I tell myself the exact same thing. I want to use this podcast, you know, in a way that's really authentic. And I tell myself the exact same thing. I have no one to blame but myself for my overwhelm and my late or not laziness, but just sort of putting off of tasks that I know I have to do or prioritizing tasks that I know are less urgent, but that I enjoy more. And that's, that's all me. That's on me, you know? And with the exercise thing, not doing that and making excuses, that's on me. And now that I'm getting back into it, it's on me to keep going. And so I think that's very important because it is so easy to pass the blame. It's so easy to complain. It's so easy. That's why everyone does it. That's why we're all doing it because it's so easy. People like easy. They don't want to do the hard stuff. They don't want to do the work, you know? And that's totally natural, and I'm not judging anybody for that. But just be aware of that, that when you're complaining and being negative and blaming others, you're taking the easy route. Don't beat yourself up for it, right? We all do that sometimes. But just know that that is not the only way. You don't have to be doing that. And you can make changes that will positively benefit your life. You can do that. You're in control of that. So I think stress and overwhelm are so common, too common. The amount of anxiety that I see in schools, in my friends, is ridiculous, honestly. And yeah, there's a lot of shit going on in the world, you know? I mean, but being anxious is not solving anything. I think a lot of it just comes from living in that future, right? Living in a world that doesn't exist right now. So I get it, but... It's, it's got, there's got to be some sort of pushback against this over-prioritization of the workaholic and the go-go-go society of America, at least, and I'm sure other countries. And, of course, work isn't the only thing that can stress people out, (laughs) but that's the one I have most experience with of being a cause of stress. So that's what I'm speaking on. But hopefully more and more people will realize how important it is to rest and how much it is actually helpful to your productivity because it's a game changer and we could get so much more done if we had the mental clarity to do it, which comes through rest and creation and doing the things that give you energy. So, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you got something out of this. I certainly have. Just after doing this, I feel better and I know that I can take steps to reduce the amount of stress that I'm feeling, and I'm going to. 
and I hope you do too. So, if you enjoyed this and you got something out of it, please leave a review. It would mean the world to me. Also, if you want to share how your country may deal with work differently, please let me know on Instagram. My Instagram is shepherd underscore Lauren, S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D underscore L-A-U-R-E-N. You can also find my website, my YouTube channel, and all my music as well. It's on all streaming platforms. And I think that's it. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day, whatever day you're hearing this on. And just know that right now, you are all right. Mwah.